Hello, and welcome to The Process, the podcast where we talk to creative people about their creative processes. I'm Kevin Hugerwerf. And I'm John Lee. And for this episode, we have actor-improviser Pearl Townsend. And we join them in a conversation already in progress. Uh -huh. Damn it, Pearl. <laughs> Give me those. Damn it, let me eat some red vines. Gross, that's going to sound so nasty. <laughs> I'll be afraid Hey, uh, he stole my vibe. So, I guess after this, I don't know how we're going to introduce you as, what did you decide? Improviser, actress, actress, improviser, actor, actor improviser. improviser, used to be writer, because okay. I'm on a hiatus, I guess. Apple store uh -huh. Specialist. Specialist. Because I'm not a genius. One day. So, you have to figure out things to say for an hour uh i don't yeah. know if i have yeah. like an hour's worth you'll be surprised you. yeah <laughs> oh, you, need to. you need to you need to i'm gonna make this interview really difficult for you <laughs> well, so whenever you're telling ask us me that it. as we're recording <laughs> you could have told us this before, before <laughs> i did earlier ago. upstairs when you said mm -hmm. oh it's gonna be our hardest one uh, and then i accepted the challenge well, don't well, don't worry don't worry we have a very good structure uh, three three structure. It's You're a three-act podcast. Got it. Well, yeah. I am gonna throw in some sabotages. Okay. You'll probably guess what they are. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. the the first thing you describe yourself as would that be improviser and then other things? Because I feel like I would that's say at the top of your thing. I feel like. Well, currently I am not doing anything but improv. So. Okay. And you I are performing oh, at the upfront. With Eat you. It with me. Together and, and, and friend, friend of the show, Summer, Summer Store. Wow, we improv. That was good. That was it. That was some good. <laughs> no, we wrote it down. Scene. We both read it at the same time. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So, is this so, your, so, so, so you're on the team. It's called the satellite. The satellite, satellite team. team. Yeah. yeah. Satellite ensemble. Uh huh. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we didn't write that part down, so Pearl didn't know what to say. <laughs> is this your second time around doing the satellite, or? Yeah, you get two two shots at it, and then they either say, yeah, main stage, or, well, it was fun, and then And then, <laughs> you're but off. You, you don't get to try after that. No, right? you don't get to try out for the next one. Okay. But you do get to try out for the one after that. So how long do you have to wait? Like three months? Yeah, or? so three, yeah, three month three. wait. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys are both on it now. Is it is it like, is it kind of tense amongst other no. satellite members? Like Why would it be tense? Just because it's it's sort of like it's like a three month audition process. We're a team, sort of. though. It's no? well for I and I mean this is my experience with it so far. It's like everyone on our team is like super like no, it's not really competitive. Like right. we had okay. someone like called up really recently, okay. um, and we I mean it was a bummer that we weren't going to improvise with him anymore. But like uh, it was I really knew, exciting. yeah. After the first run, when he felt like I saw something that just clicked in him, uh -huh. and it was just from you know consistent feedback towards him saying we see these great characters and you can do these fantastic voices. You just, they never show up in a show. Uh -huh. And then he just started doing them. And I was like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Caleb's going to get in. And, and then it. he did. Okay. And he did. Oh, it was, it was exciting. So no like controversial call-ups like no. when that dude got it? Like, no. Okay, cool. I wanted that's him to get good. in so bad. Uh, so tell us about auditioning for Satellite. How does that process work? That was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. You just go in... And you know you're gonna play games with a bunch of random people. Maybe it's you totally know open, right? Like yeah, it's control. open. Okay. Um, huh, it's kind of funny because all of the uh, main stagers, it's all dark. 
the light is on the stage and all of the people auditioning go to the front of the stage and all of the main stagers are sitting like at different tables all over. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so yeah. they're just in judge mode, kind of uh -huh. trying to do the little intimidation factor thing, but I thought it was funny. Well, it's, it's like this, as any kind of stage show, like the lights yeah. just make it so you can like see their bodies, but right. they're like, but like for mine, Ryan Stiles is at my audition too. Oh, really? And, but I couldn't see him, so like I saw him walk in the building <laughs> and I was just like, that was Ryan's. <laughs> and like, but I couldn't see anybody. So I was like, he's out there somewhere. Oh gosh. Terrible. That's terrible. I don't know yeah. who was in mine. I wasn't paying I attention. I wouldn't want to know who was in no, mine. No, I didn't want yeah, to know. Exactly. I saw so, a lot of crossed arms. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically just like, uh, now we're doing freeze. You and you get up there. Yeah. And then now we're doing uh, monologue stuff. You go up mm -hmm. and yeah, you get to work with everyone that you're there with. And that's it. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. So were we all introduced to long form at the at Western? Because I didn't yes, I didn't know I didn't anything know about any, um, No no no. I, I knew like about barely it at knew Jet anything City. about long form. I knew about it at Jet City, but we didn't I wasn't in a class that did that. Uh-huh. We sort of played with it in a in one of the classes, but we weren't performing that. Gotcha. But that was the most that I was able to practice that. Okay. It was with Dead Parrots on Tuesdays and then and now the front people. The front theater, yeah. Up front does, because I saw you guys Mostly do long form. Long form. Yeah. They like to shy away from games. They'll do yeah. it for like uh, like outside gigs. So uh -huh. like if they have people from the theater going to mm -hmm. like a party or something, they'll do a lot, they'll do right. short form sometimes just because it's a lot of, it, depending on the context, it's just better for that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, why do you guys think that, sh I think, I feel like for theater, sh smaller shows, like long form is so good, but then like the big ticket selling shows are always short form. Because, I don't get that. Well, the consistency, I suppose. Because yeah. uh, with long form, you're not... Not that you're guaranteed with short form to have, like, more success. Mm -hmm. But with long form, if things get off track, they're a lot harder to get back on track uh -huh. than short form. <laughs> short form, you're like, okay, that didn't work. Move right, on. okay. Long form is, well, now we have to figure out how to get this back to something interesting uh -huh. and mm -hmm. more People pay good lively. money to see this. Yeah, because when, when the energy drops, it yeah you lose interest immediately. It's uh -huh. very hard to get the interest back. Well, talk about, uh, like, uh, being in a show where, like, the energy is not there or, uh, like, it just, like... <laughs> Like, what, what is that experience like? It makes me want to, like, put out more energy than necessary, and that's probably yeah. my downfall. Just to overcompensate. I overcompensate. Like a low energy, and you just come on stage like... Bleh. Well, when we're, when we're playing uh, long form, and I, t I tend to be, I feel like I'm the one in the group that is always ready to just, like, change things oh. as soon as possible, and no one else goes out and changes well, things. Well, I would say you do you're, very, you're very... Is manic the right word? I think you're yeah. kind of manic. Yeah. You probably go out and you're just like, wow, yeah. here's a weird new thing. Yeah, I agree. It's because when I don't see a lot of action happening, it freaks me out. Because I, I like movement and I like the story to move forward mm -hmm. in kind of just like in a crazy sort of way. Uh -huh. Or there has to be a problem. And if I don't see a problem in time, I'll, fuck, I'll make one. <laughs> right. I don't care what it is. I'll make a problem. Yeah, is there one thing in your in your improv that it's like, I never do this and I really should. Like location's a big location's one. Location's a yeah. big one. Like uh, naming the location. I don't know why that's like probably the hardest thing. The hardest thing. But Also remembering to explain why, which we were talking about today, why something is important to you so we can mm -hmm. make a situation happen and then disagree with each other but 
if there's just a dis disagreement or what's what's there to lose? Then what's basically. there to lose? Yeah, yeah we uh -huh. need to. Yeah, you guys are talking about that after get your show. to the point. What's there to lose? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, like today, um, we had a jam today, and like one of the biggest things was like that everyone get was doing yeah. is like we were stalling. Like we we would put things into our characters or stories that literally are there to delay action, uh -huh. <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. Well, I think that. That, that happens more when it's just two people scenes because mm. we realize no one can come on to save us. We just have two people. We can't oh, mention totally. that someone else is coming or anything like that unless, like, what Debbie did, she's like, oh, I killed them already when I was calling <laughs> for the guards to come help me because she just whacked me yeah. over the head. Uh-huh. Um, that was a, that was a <laughs> that great was a really Wait, good is the mic going to pick this up? This. Yes, it will. Yeah, no more hey. this. Hey! <laughs> no you, more. What? No You're, more. Gotta pick, the mic's going to pick that up. No! Yeah. Sorry. Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, I forget who taught me this, but they were saying like in improv, if you're like leading up to a thing, let's just just do the thing. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. there are so many scenes that in improv where it's like we're gonna fight. Okay. Yeah. The whole scene's yeah, like we're yeah. about to fight. Just All fight. Right. It's like just well, fight, and I think, then like think, see what happens next. Yeah, I think the problem is a lot of people have like a fear of like okay, once we do that thing that we know we're gonna exactly. do, what do we do after that? Uh -huh. Um. But I was in a show on Saturday where it was like, it had been established that this mom and uh, wife had been missing for like five years. And so we, we had, at intermission, we decided, okay, do we want to spend the rest of the time finding the mom or are we going to come back in and the mom's found? Right. And, like, and, like, and we made the decision to find the mom and I, it was like a much stronger yeah. decision. Because then we like had so many like places to go after that. Uh -huh. it, was, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, get to the goal faster. Exactly. Yeah. And then find a new goal Johnny. What? what we had some great scenes together yes uh well, I, was, you know, I was thinking about talk, thinking about this the other day we had an improv scene at uh a dead parrot workshop and it was like a montage scene or something yes and i know which one it was, it was like the christmas present yeah. one that's yeah <laughs> oh suicide. wow that was incredible that was very little information <laughs> that was it got very dark yeah basically the scene was like we were siblings and like i would get a really good present and she mm. would get like this terrible present and it kept like escalating and then like the, the final scene was like i got like a car and she gets like a suicide note from the parents <laughs> no from santa or there's a it gift was, yeah. that looks really fancy and it has my name on it and then um i open it up and then there's a note in there saying sorry <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is actually for your brother. Right, yes. <laughs> Those are good. Yeah. We, I think escalation is so, because we've talked, talked a lot about that during sketch writing too. Yeah. That escalation is like one of the so most key, key things. It Basically really just is. bigger, bigger, biggest. Like something deal. has to just like fuck everything up. Right. Someone has to get screwed. Uh -huh. And in some of my plays that is very literal. <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, yeah, so not only improviser, but sketch writer, and we Play, had... Wait, did you, have you written plays? Plays as well. Yeah, plays yeah. as well. Uh, talk about, like, writing um, for, like, sketches uh, and plays and that kind of thing, and, and how that differs from improv, but also how they kind of overlap. Ah, so, you gather a lot of inspiration, though, from your scripts, from doing improv, mm -hmm. or from just talking with someone, and then yeah, suddenly getting to a point where you're like, be really funny yeah to just like do you carry on a notebook i put notes in my in your phone all the time i also like i'm terrified of stand-up comedy but i am aspiring to do such a thing uh -huh. 
and I write down a lot of things, but I think they're, I mean, what's inappropriate in, in comedy, in stand-up comedy? I feel like my comedy <laughs> pertains <laughs> mostly to ladies. Uh-huh. And might Good. be gross. I have <laughs> yeah. a lot of nasty stories. That's fine. That's great. <laughs> so, wait, do you, you you actually pull sketches from some of your improv scenes too, right? Yeah. Props to you, because improv scenes are really hard to remember. No, I remember the, the good ones. Like, sometimes, <laughs> you ever, like, come off stage from an improv show, and someone's like, yeah, I remember this part? And you're like, what? Well, see, the thing is, like, uh, so in that weird fungasm, you know the one. Yeah. That my penetrator play was in at the very right, end. Right, yeah. That idea came from me improvising just for fun, not even in front of anyone, just like talking. Tell, tell us about that sketch. Talking to someone, to, uh, someone about um, babies in the womb, and uh-huh. I thought of like womb raiders and having MTV, <laughs> MTV go into a womb with a baby and just like the is that... delivers like a beanbag uh-huh. chair and then. Like every time I want food, I just punch. Get <laughs> so, <laughs> what I want. <laughs> so, that and was, if I don't like it, I make a throw up. That was a great sketch. You have to, you have to describe it for our listeners, though. The, oh, what was it called again? The Penetrator. The Penetrator. Which I was thinking of writing the Second Coming. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Did you see it? No. Uh, no, you have to tell him. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me. So it's just it's pretty simple. Um, there's a the stage is split in half. Half of the stage, there is a red light, um, just like going over a a man. It could be like a full-grown man. Uh-huh. Um, the idea is that he's either naked or he has at least underwear on. Uh-huh. And then the other half of the stage is a bedroom, and it's like normally lit. Okay. So the man is just um, laying down on the ground sleeping, and then uh, a couple comes in the other room. A woman is pregnant. And the, it's mo- like mother-father sort of a deal. Mm-hmm. And the father's trying to like coax her to have sex with him. Just like, oh, you're so tense. Give her a massage. She's like, no, uh-huh. no, we can't. No, won't it hurt the baby? And then he's like, no, no, it won't. And then she's like, I'm not in the mood. Come on. Okay. And then they start um, having sex with like goes over them. And you can hear them just like sex noises. And then on the other side of the stage, you see a giant um, phallic yeah. start, like, start, start poking, poking the guy. The guy and That's he the wakes thing. up and he starts freaking out. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do about That's it. That's you don't like, know. It's like a representation of the yeah, womb yeah, yeah, until yeah. like the penis comes in. Oh my it god! It is like the greatest reveal. And then there's like a, there's like a break in which they stop having sex, and the baby, the the man is like, what the. <laughs> He's just terrified. He doesn't know what just happened. His world has been just like turned upside turned down. upside down. And then, uh, but the guy just stops because uh, they need some more lubricant <laughs> or something. Uh-huh. So he's like, "Oh, I got this." And then, um, <laughs> so he puts it in, and uh, you see um, someone comes over and like sprays him with some <laughs> like a, it's slippery like, stuff. It's a very it. like. Like, someone just, like, comes on stage yeah. with, like, a super soaker. And, and it's just, like, just like, it's what? not, like, hidden at all. It's no. just, like, shh, like, right And then he face. leaves, or they leave, and he's just, like, what the? And then the dick comes in again, so he's yeah. just sliding <laughs> everywhere, being poked by a dick, trying to fend for his it's life. A, it's a wonderfully that's, gross sketch. It was gross. That sounds beautiful. But, like, you couldn't hear any of the dialogue because everyone was just so shocked and uh-huh. laughing hysterically. <laughs> they didn't know what to do. They're like, oh, we're yeah, watching yeah. someone get 
fucked by a giant dick. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. So like in your in your writing process, how? Because we asked some of this too. Like, how do you end a sketch? Because that's like easily the hardest part of any uh, writing process, I think. Super is. Um, I always like someone to be just broken. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> someone has to just like never come back uh-huh. from what just happened. It just ha- has to end with some sort of, some sort of like loss or. Because that's the yeah, nice about lost. sketch, like, nothing has to be I don't resolved. Want, I don't like happy endings. I don't uh-huh. want a happy ending or a fake happy ending. Uh-huh. So as far as the comedy goes, do you like to end on a high point, or do you just end on just, like, a, a depressing point after I, the high point? Yeah. Uh, the climax is very close to the end okay, for I me. See. Okay. Just because sketches are sh- so short, uh-huh. I want it to... It's going to build kind of at a normal pace, and then it's going to escalate really fast, right. and then come down just barely... Okay. It, it ends on this sort of. That's kind of. I do see that trend in your sketches. Yeah. Do you do you try and like push the envelope with like trying to be like gross or is it just basically oh, like? Well, the parent trap wasn't gross. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but like with the dick sketch, obviously. I wasn't like, trying to. No. Yeah, okay. Like I don't think like, that everything should be gross. Mm-hmm. I just like I said, I was having a conversation about wombs and like. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Just, like, what's it like <laughs> to be a baby in a tummy and? Just if the baby had a TV show or something, or what happens in there, you know? Uh-huh, right. <laughs> so it's like I a thought, true, a true exploration, exploration of your mind. I was actually going to write a musical about it. It was going to be a full-length musical. That was going to be a whole musical. I, you know, I, I, I want you to. should. Please do it, because yeah. I feel like there's actually it's enough potential. <laughs> you could write, like, a two-hour play I could. That. I have, I have the, the ideas for it to happen. I need someone who knows how to write music. Um, I could probably help with lyrics and stuff, but I don't know how to compose music. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would probably have something to do with parent problems, some cheating spouse sort of thing. And then yeah. maybe he got used to that dick. Oh, there's a new dick. Ah, it's bigger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. And then, like, when he's finally born at the end, he's like, no, I don't want to leave. And that's why he got it. Oh, yeah, the birth sequence, yeah. You know, I was like, what if? What if when the umbilical cord gets stuck around their neck, it's because they don't want to leave? No! Oh, God. Oh, my God. Like, they'd rather die than leave. No. Oh, that's awesome. Just, like, a bright light and then giant tongs picking up a man. Wow. Was it Jake Betterman? Huh? At the time, who did it? Yeah, I I wanted Jake Betterman to do it. Right, okay. And Who I our also listeners thought, would know. I also thought of yeah. Chris Quillacy to do it too. I thought uh-huh. he'd be pretty, but he directed. Our listeners it, so don't know wonderful. Chris. We should get him. We should on get the show. him on the show, Chris, if you're out there. Oh. Kevin, as you're editing, yeah. write that down. Yeah. So how do you? We talked about this. With, I forget. It was summer. Um, how like guys will like write sketches with all guys in it, and then like do you do you find that that happens a lot? Like you're like this For me? sketch. No, no, no. You like you see you see like other people write sketches and it's like this is just why is this all dudes? This could easily have girls in it too. Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like and then like it was like it's like oh, well, and then it's like the whole argument where it's like Kevin was saying that it's just the kind of way that people perceive men speaking uh-huh. and not mm-hmm. thinking that women can do the same thing, right. not capable of doing the same thing, or we are capable. It's just not as funny. Uh-huh. Which is a sad concept, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but you know we've been proven wrong by many an improviser lady, right. oh, SNL and things like that. Uh-huh. And like our satellite ensemble right yeah. now is mostly uh, women, which is yeah, awesome. it was all, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just you and uh, Alex Woods. <laughs> yeah, right? well, it, what's really, it's, it's uh-huh. been a good experience for me because it's like like even in the improv space, just going to, like Tuesdays, like it's still like male dominated, uh-huh. and this is like the first space I've had where it's like mostly. Oh, women. I love it, and yeah. it's just it's it's. 
I mean, it's just great. I don't know. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool seeing women in comedic yeah. spaces. I do have that problem, though, still. In, in improv. Um, always, always being in doubt as a woman. Right. Even if oh, I'm, yeah. like, giving... Trying to be... More masculine, uh-huh. sort of... I did that I did that l- did... the other week, yeah. and I felt bad about it. Cause... No, they, it's like habit. It's right. not even them noticing it's happening. It just will happen. Right. Um, so I can even be, I'd be sitting with my legs apart like this uh-huh. and my arms strewn doing down. Doing everything that we learned. Legs, doing everything. Gender, yeah. And then uh, that actually happened on the first show that I did for Satellite. Uh-huh. Um, not in our season, the one before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like a Boston kind of accent right. talking about sports. We're in a sports bar. Uh-huh. And then doing I like get, every generic thing. That yeah. Like I was doing, yeah. Uh-huh. And then still calls me a woman. Like, this is Erica. Like, well, okay. I also like I admitted I was like, no, I don't know anything about sports. Right. Like, what's the what's going on over here uh-huh. and stuff? And he called me a, a lady name. Right. And suddenly I was a woman. And also, yeah, that was the last show. Was yeah. I uh, wanted to be a teenage son that was just like not cooperative and things like that and right. I had my lower kind of register voice going on mm-hmm. and yeah I was and, and I still oh, girl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's my bad too yeah. like I'm not it, it's yeah I, I don't know maybe it's been instilled in me and it's like something you gotta like I try to be aware of that but uh-huh. obviously I'm not always <laughs> yeah I guess it's like it's so easy to make a man a woman even if they're not portraying any right. feminine they could Assets. be terrible at it, and yet mm-hmm. it's still, like... I will just, like, do that automatically, or just say, all right, he's going to be a woman. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then you'll start suddenly acting like a woman. Uh-huh. You don't even have to do it beforehand before I do that. So right. something that could be useful is to firstly endow someone who is a woman as a man. Mm-hmm. And then see where that takes them, too. Yeah. Because uh-huh. sometimes we force that upon guys, because right. it's fun to see guys yeah. be girly and stuff, so... We'll start a scene, and it's like a sleepover or something, but you don't know yet. And yeah. I'm like, oh, Tiffany, I'm yeah. so excited. We got all these pillows. Yeah. And we cut them open so they would all just, like, get feathers everywhere. And then you would get all girly suddenly. Were you in acting concentration? Yes. At Western? Okay, yeah. so major in theater, acting concentration. Um, it, tell us about, like, because uh, you're obviously very into, into comedy. Is doing, like, more serious roles for school? Was that, like... A super uh, was there was there a wall there? <laughs> Initially, you know. remember when we were in the classes together in the two hundreds? Uh huh. Initially, it was harder for me. Yeah, because you want to do everything. Everything needs to have a punchline, and everything. Not everything needs to right. Have a well, that's that's how I felt anyway. Uh, just everything like I liked doing expressive characters, and I found expressive characters to be funny and not always serious. Serious uh-huh. are just kind of they run into the line of everyday people. Right. And I didn't want to play in everyday people. I wanted uh-huh. to be something uh, recognizable, identifiable, uh-huh. just like weird traits or just gotcha. weird personality. So by the time you got into like the advanced classes, how did you get over that, that block, I guess? <laughs> yeah. 264 helped me get over that block. Uh-huh. Um, what is 264? Was... The listeners and me. <laughs> It's basically like, come to class, roll around on the floor. Ah, like, get emotional. You know, get emotional. Cry, cry now. Like, it's it's Move very so much you cry. Exactly. It's, it's very much that class. Um, um, and it's I don't know. They put something in the water in that theater lounge because there's like it's like I look back on those classes and I'm like it was a good class, but then I'm like 
what the heck were we doing? That like, class was such a wake-up call for me. I was very frustrated with it for most of the time because I felt like I was putting in so, so, so much work. Uh-huh. More work than I think I've ever put in a class before because it was hard work. Yeah. And I was working late into the night and just all these rehearsals and going crazy. And I didn't see a result that I wanted at the end. Um, but then... In seeing that, I think I just kind of <laughs> adopted this attitude of, fuck it. And then right. starting the 300s, I had a very fuck it attitude. Uh, that's the right <laughs> attitude, I, like, I, I think. I don't care. That's a great attitude to have yeah. Which is what you need to have. Don't care about being right. judged for what you're doing. Put towards all the effort that you can. Right. And it will show. Uh-huh basically work so hard until you don't care anymore. Work so hard yeah. until you're like, I don't know what else I could do. Um, uh, so somewhere along, somewhere in act one, uh, we had Pearl open up her notebook of things that she's written down yes. and she didn't read anything and so uh -huh. now she's gonna read them. Am I gonna read all of them? Uh, just sometimes. Pick, I don't know. Pick, pick, a, a pick a few. Pick so, the weirdest ones. I don't okay. know. Okay, sometimes I just write down thoughts that I have that are weird. And it's funny because it doesn't matter what I'm doing at the time. If I have one of these thoughts, I have to write it down. Mm -hmm. That's good. Good practice. Instead of, I'll write that down in an hour. I do that a lot. <laughs> there are, there's day. like two separate... I have like a bunch of different note things in here. So one is like a bunch of Pearl's thoughts, just like ge general thoughts just that thought. might lead to something else. Yeah. <laughs> Sketch ideas, character ideas. Okay. Uh, I never thought about like separating into organized folders like that. I just have like a one giant document sheet with bullet points on it. All right, what, uh, read us off some of these thoughts. Okay, and, uh, some of these are like... You've been scrolling for a while now. Okay. <laughs> Be more passive-aggressive. You've been scrolling. He, that was pretty active. That was pretty, he, he was that was pretty, that was pretty aggressive. Aggressive-passive. You've been scrolling for a while, maybe. Maybe. That was a direct... Oh, it would really improve our <laughs> podcast if Pearl would read <laughs> off some of the I'm shy. I'm shy! I'm shy! I'm shy! I'm shy! I'm shy! Well, then why'd you agree to come on? I, we're already we're already in I it. didn't... I was brought here... <laughs> Are you guys gonna untie me after this? <laughs> that got real weird. Oh, what did it? It didn't have to be weird. John Lee took my red vines away and tied my wrists together with them. Sorry. I, I mean, I'm not strong enough to break apart red vine cuffs. Shall I do They're stale. I no, <laughs> don't, do the, don't do the jacket. Shall I do? <laughs> They're stale and I can't chew through them. Oh, yeah. Oh, this was the thought I was having while I was driving the other day. Okay. <laughs> well, did you write it in while you were driving? No, I no. did the voice recognition. Okay. Nice. All right. And then I edited it. Okay. Because okay. the voice recognition was like saying things All that wrong. I. Putting words in my mouth. Mm hmm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I've just been experiencing all the, all the bad kinds of driving because I drive for a living everywhere. I should get paid to drive. Um, <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, it is true. That's, is it? 
I drive through so much traffic no, every day. No, but you don't get paid day. to do it. No, I said I should get oh, paid. Oh, you should get oh, okay. paid. That's said not I do. true. And That's I was like, you told me, paid. No, you told me you were going to sabotage that show. <laughs> I was like, is she just going to do subtle lies like the whole time? I could do subtle lies. <laughs> no, don't. don't See, do I'm making you guys paranoid. This is all a part of the plan. Oh <laughs> What's she going to do next? Everything we've recorded is useless. <laughs> Still haven't read us that note. Well, because you interrupted oh, me. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. It's my show. Sorry, go on. <laughs> it's, <my> show. <coughs> it's our show. All right. Go on. It's our show. You know how there's some people you shouldn't live with? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You probably shouldn't live with some of your best friends if you want to keep them as friends. Right. And I realized this in my life. I can never live with some of my friends. So, in driving, I just thought, oh my God, there's so many horrible, horrible drivers. What if I was driving by my friend and I didn't know it was my friend and I was being an asshole and riding their ass and giving them dirty looks and yelling at them and I found out it was my friend when I drive up next to them, would I still be mad at them? <laughs> like, what if, what if, what if you had to drive line? next to your friends all the time? Like, living with living with a friend? Having to it's drive like with your driving friends? roommates? <laughs> driving like roommates. Like, you literally have to, like... Would you still You be don't friends? share a car, but, like, you share the road all the time. You share the road all the time? <laughs> would you still be friends with them? Because I get so... F I get so mad <laughs> at people driving, like... I, I'm not talking to anyone, but uh -huh. I have to yell. I have to say yeah. something. It's like, yeah, because like you don't perceive people as people. You just perceive them as yeah. cars. Oh, no, and I, I'm not bottling yeah. it up like I would if I was rooming yeah. with someone. I don't bottle it I wouldn't bottle it up because I'm in a car. They can't hear me. Exactly. I just view them as people, but they're the worst people in the world. They exactly. are the worst. So if Every I see driver. that the worst people in the world is my friend... Like my best friend. That's so, I, you know, that's a that's a they could simultaneously be that. I have I don't a know lot if of I could be friends with the worst them people anymore. in the world. So when you wrote they, this note, what you were like, this would be a good sketch or a good stand up bit, or it, was it I just was, like a note for note's sake? Just a note for like maybe a good stand up bit. But now that I think okay. about it, it could be a fun sketch. Yeah, yeah. That would be like everyone it would be a good live sketch if like everyone's on stage with like like a <laughs> like a, a Flintstone type like car. <laughs> There was something that I wrote that like didn't get anywhere, but I thought was really funny, but it might have just been because it was really late at night when I was thinking of that stuff, and uh -huh. I was cracking up. I think I sent you the script, but it never got done. Um, I think I needed to edit it like a lot with the frill of the furniture. Yes. It's uh -huh. just because the frill reason the that future. came up was because I said that for word the wrong. future i said future instead, <laughs> yeah. of future instead of future yeah. and i wrote a whole sketch about it wow Turn, so you, you turning roll, the world upside down it. i just roll That's it's great. just like one little spark and you're like this is now a musical <laughs> well because i i just like get a character in my head what if this character had this problem or this quirk going on that couldn't be controlled. Well, read us, read us off one of your characters, because you're that's like I, something that you do better than a lot of people, I think, at least in our ensemble, is like you get out there and you'll have something really weird. Like you'll just have like a character that is like just super strange, but also really interesting. And whereas like a lot of people struggle with like developing Well, they need to characters. stop caring about what they're looking like on stage. That's the problem. Uh -huh. I don't care what I look like <laughs> on <right>. stage. <laughs> So I think I'm okay with being bigger. Uh huh. Uh, so let me ask you this: um, Were you always like that as a kid too, or were you, uh, were you always strange? No, just Unusual. like well, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to go, that were way. you always taking it to a ten? Always like doing voices and things like that, or were you more shy? Uh, I was doing all that stuff, but not around anyone that wasn't close with me. Uh huh. I was really shy gotcha. in my like school life and stuff like that, but. With close friends and family, it was just weird. 
really weird. So where where did you grow up again? Um, Mill Creek. Okay, but you weren't born there, were you? No. Where were you born? Montreal, Canada. Right. There's no Canada like uh-huh. French Canada. But I thought you were born in. Uh, then you moved from there to Mill Creek. Yeah. Okay, I thought you went. One, I thought you. Are went you Are you place. wondering if she's lying or not? No, I just thought that she was. <laughs> Went to like went to like Britain or something. No, like my that. dad's from England though. That's right. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. I knew right. Okay. I had it. Uh, That's why it like kills my soul when I hear anyone try to do a British accent and think that it actually sounds good. Mm-hmm. It kills my soul. Kills. Kills. Your soul. soul. I can't do a good British accent either. No, so. No. No. I'm not, I mean, I can't do one either. I'm not saying that you can't. No, 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 no you no, can't. You can't. <laughs> I know you I can't, can't do a good southern one either. No. Remember that yes. scene we did? Uh, yes, we did. Brick. Tennessee Williams. Tennessee. I guess despite whether whether the show goes good or bad, like let's say you have a satellite show and it's just it's terrible, do you all want to like go be sad together or are you actually just wouldn't like... wouldn't be sad together, but critical. Uh-huh. <laughs> you did like uh we would get um me and kevin we often watch the show that's after if mm-hmm. we're there or watch the show before if we're there and if we've performed before and watch the one after we just sit there and talk about man <laughs> i know what went wrong yeah we Ooh. Well, just stop. It, was, it was like the last i think uh last time we we were in an hour and a half long format and we sat through another hour and a half long format right. and every break was us just like talking about it just like i don't think it was, that was that bad no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know that but that was kind of un, like because we got criticized uh-huh. by uh some other people we were just kind of like i don't uh-huh. think it was that bad yeah. i mean there, well, there's things to work on and we, we just talked about it for like the I entire see. time afterwards well i think it was like it wasn't a great show in terms of storyline yeah that's no true. there were some fun things that happened and that's mm-hmm. the things that were like yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like, I did, I was saying, I was hearing people in the crowd copying, you know, when people repeat what you just said, because uh-huh. they think it's funny. Right. That happened, like, quite a few times uh-huh. during this show. So you're like, yay, someone likes us, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> and I guess... lots of laughs happen, uh-huh. but um, yeah. some choices we made as far as the direction of the story, not the best. And I definitely thought oh, on that cool. for, like, that whole night until the morning I was, I was even thinking about it. We were kind of talking about like the politics of like <clears throat> of, of any of any theater theater uh, thing where like getting into a show or getting onto a team and things like that and like mm-hmm. you can't avoid that anywhere. No. Um, do you <laughs> want to speak on that a little bit? It's all about who you know uh-huh. and how you know them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, that, that's not Don't like. Don't piss anyone off. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's not like uh, like. That's, nobody wants that, right? It's yeah. like, oh, just be friends with everybody, and then you can be on it. Like, you can be, you're in the show all of a sudden. Like, yeah. I, uh, I, I think it's, it's got its benefits because it's like when you're, when you have like a, any performing group. Obviously, yeah. everybody wants to like everybody. Everyone right. wants to be comfortable with everybody because you're performing together. Uh-huh. So it's like I see that side of it, but then there's like the negative side mm-hmm. where, yeah, like there, there is this drama or like you screw up once and uh-huh. like now you're alienated from everybody else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could you speak about that yeah. in vague enough terms? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I'm sure everyone has been on one or other side right. of mm-hmm. that. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, that's in, fair. in anything. Uh-huh. So, from you, from, 
I was gonna ask you guys because <laughs> I like empathy. Uh, uh, for, no, 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 go for it. Yeah. <laughs> from your perspective, being on the other end, why would you? It's just like an audition. Why would you uh-huh. not go for someone coming onto the team? Is it? Sometimes it can be a, a vibe you get from someone. You're like, uh-huh. ugh, they like. I'm getting a little a little desperation right, vibe exactly. from this. That's what like I, that's, a little trying too hard uh-huh. vibe when it mm-hmm. should be just like we're here to have fun, take feedback uh-huh. and apply it. And then some other people's ex- expectations are, yeah, but I want to like be able to hang out with this person and be best friends with right, them. Right, I see. But if that's not the goal, you just want to have like a solid team. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a big difference. When you're saying the thing, the, the thing about the vibe like, that's such a valid reason, but it's also <laughs> kind of like BS at the same time, because yeah. yeah. it's not like a tangible thing, and it's like, it's kind of like a like a poor word for it, like, I'm getting a weird vibe from you, but it's so, I think it's, I think it's valid, like. Well, and there, there there's is, tons there, of reasons why you uh-huh. wouldn't get cast by anyone. Uh-huh. Oh, totally. And it's often just like, they just get And it's just like, eh, you know, it's like, it's eh. so hard to put into yeah. words. It is hard Like, to why... So and so is off putting, but yeah. it it is tough though because like I know for me, uh, like I have a lot of like social anxiety a lot of the time, so it's like uh-huh. for me, like it, yeah. it's like a kind of a, a slow burn to like feel accepted into like a group, uh-huh. and so it's like when you have like an audition process like that where it's like they want to feel like you're their friend right away, like uh-huh. I can see how that can be like alienating to certain people just because that's not how they're like socially how they socially function. So right. it's, it's kind of like a tricky yeah. balance I and guess. And some people do better in other auditioning circumstances. Like uh-huh. for me, I also have like some crazy social anxiety and it depends on the scenario that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I find myself getting very very anxious when I'm one-on-one with someone uh-huh. and very very anxious when I'm in a giant crowd of people, mm-hmm. but in a good spot when I'm in a small group of people. So if I'm auditioning in a small group, I feel a lot more comfortable gotcha. than one-on-one audition uh-huh. or totally. actually a giant group of people is okay too, if you can stand out. Um, but right. well, we'll talk about that a little because we, we talk uh, to every guest uh, just about like either like their anxieties or like if they struggle with depression at all. Uh, how have like either of those things, if at all, like affected you creatively, um, like at all, I guess? Hi. I don't know if I can say that I have any diagnosed things. <laughs> um, my family is kind of against uh, doing that, or maybe I'm just the one that they're like, this one's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Stay fine. Stay fine. So I just, I'm like, okay, uh-huh. grin and bear it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> well, diagnosed or not, like, I mean, like, yeah. just, how has, like, what, anything, like, affected creative stuff, like, sad stuff? Yeah, does, does, stuff, does it fuel it at all? It fuels or? it. Uh-huh. Everything, I, everything I feel, I try to make it fuel. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I was one actually, letter off. <laughs> fuel to fuel. Fuel to fuel, fuel to fuel. Gas stations, fuel stations. For optimism. Uh, <laughs> that would be a fun sketch. That would be a fun sketch. <laughs> fuel stations uh, for emotions. There's to be made with that fuel station. <laughs> Sorry, Seriously. Go on. No, you can get pumped with like, uh, what is it? Serotonin. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you don't have to work out. You just this is just the, becoming into the, like a regular the pharmacy. Oh, like, <laughs> the podcast has become just sketch pitches. Yeah, sketch. No, uh, so everything is, is a sketch pitch. Yeah. So this is a good point to bring up. Wait, no, no, we we cut her off. Okay, uh, sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah, talk about that. Talk about uh, feel as fuel. Uh huh. Okay. Um, the acting classes taught me a lot about that. Like, a lot about that. Uh-huh. I think after the 200 series, right. and after the 264 click in my head, uh-huh. I was just thinking, mm, I'm wasting a lot of time <laughs> right. with these emotions and letting them get me down. Uh-huh. I like, could be using this. Right, they can be put to good use. They could uh-huh. be put to good use. Uh-huh. I could be helping others. Um, and in doing that, I'm helping myself. Gotcha. So, especially in things like devising. Uh-huh. Uh, you gotta open up, like, a lot. Right. Uh, with this group of people that hopefully you have a lot of trust in. Uh-huh. And even then, you have a hard time opening up. But even showing that you have a hard time opening up is kind of eye-opening as well. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, I've had a moment with a group of people where we were sharing things, and I just got this weird, weird, weird wave of, of anxiety in which mm-hmm. I couldn't speak when it got to me. Physically, I couldn't speak, and I didn't know why, but I couldn't. This was during, like, a, a devising piece? Control. It was during control. Okay. Gotcha. And I'd never... Well, I think I'd had that happen, like, one time before, but it was just, like, the subject that we were sharing, uh-huh. I think, just, like, froze me in this weird place. And sometimes that happens in when you're creating pieces and they're close to your heart and sometimes about your life. Uh-huh. Mm. A lot of the time they Things are pertaining like... to your life because that is something that you can connect to and bring out and share with others. Uh-huh. Um, what was my point? <laughs> <laughs> pull into the, the, fuel, the, the fuel, fuel, fuel station. The fuel station. When you pump it all full of... So... This is really a really weird analogy, maybe. Um, movies help me a lot with my emotions, just like relating back to them. Uh-huh. Movies that I really enjoy. It's, a, it's like an escape thing. An escape too. thing. Uh, yeah. Also, like, when you're feeling sad, people sometimes are ashamed of feeling sad. Don't be. Uh-huh. Ride it. Ride right. it out. Ride it. Ride if that you're like, way. I haven't cried in a long time. Don't feel pathetic about crying. Do it. Uh-huh. Get it out. <laughs> Don't let it just bottle up. That's what that's what holds people back is the bottling. Uh-huh. So if I'm sad, I'm going to watch a movie that I'm going to cry to. Guaranteed cry. Guaranteed like cry. Land Before Time. <laughs> <laughs> All ten of them. That damn tree Marathon. Um, oh, my God. Uh, another question so I wanted sad. to ask you was like, I think every guest we've had on the podcast in some aspect does this. And including including Kevin and I, it's like anytime we're feeling some sort of anxiety, we're like revert to bit mode. Bit mode, yeah. You know, like, I think yes. that is bit like mode, I think mode. that's where like anxiety. That's where like comedy. Comedy, comedy can really take off from like anxiety in that sense. Oh yeah. You know? Like if you're like in a situation where you're like, uh, and then all of a sudden it's like now we're in bit zone. Cause... Well, also <laughs> what's happening in your brain is you're like. I don't know how to function as a human. That's uh-huh. kind of funny, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you just, so you like, just weird voices start to come out. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, like, your brain just starts going to weird places. Well, I think it's because, it's like, I don't know, depression is such a, it is, like, a funny thing. I've always kind of thought, like, uh, 
I, I guess a good example of this is in 500 Days of Summer. That's what I was going to, that's what I was getting to. Oh, great. That's oh, really? no great. I have a poster way. right over there. Oh, my gosh. In my bedroom that's a great That's movie. what I was going to get uh, to after my live <laughs> before time. I was yes. like, oh, my God. <laughs> this was my life just the other day. I thought about this so, so hard. That's that great. movie is just, like, inspiring. It's a, it's, it's a great, a great, great, great film. Let's Joseph dub smash it. Let's dub smash what? it. Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And oh, he's it... so fucking depressed. Uh-huh. And then it's so he gets funny, the, the point of the whole movie, though. The point of the whole movie uh-huh. is that he starts architecture again. At the that's end true. of... And then he meets... And he meets someone winter? else. Because that's... Autumn. Autumn. That's right. Because that's Winter. life. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is what your life keeps doing. Uh-huh. And if you realize that's what it keeps doing, yeah. even when you're in those moments, you're going to be okay. Exactly. It, it'll come back to that if you realize, <laughs> man, I could be productive right now. Tell your story. So I've experienced two uh, pedestrian and car accidents in my life. Uh One, I was hit in a parking lot. (laughs) 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 Which you should do someday because you get a lot of money from getting hit in the parking lot. And a lot of laughs. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't very funny at the time. And then I got a check for $3,000 six months later. And that was funny. That I was not expecting. And that was funny. Because I was like, I was only on crutches for two weeks. Although you have to make sure you get the money my friend got hit on I his did. bike well I, I know you did i was just there. i had a friend who got hit on a hit on his bike uh by a car and he didn't get, get the money from who the driver yeah so but i was in a money? parking lot and wearing a fluorescent vest and doing <laughs> cart corrals and she went right she, she wasn't backing up into a spot she was going forwards like the, the most silent ninja car ever just like ran over the back of my leg and i just ah. I, it was the weirdest feeling it was like Giant tire oh. on the back of your <laughs> leg. <laughs> it was the sensation. I, I don't know how to explain. Um, anyway, that was mine, but also... A <laughs> so, I was in Canada with uh, Courtney Foxworthy, my friend Dan Taylor, and then um, Courtney's friend visiting from um, New Zealand. And we were just in Canada for the day in Vancouver, and then when we were done with the day, really late at night we're driving back to the border and we're taking the longer way for some reason and there's no one outside it's really dark all the businesses are closed and everything mm-hmm. so we are at a stoplight and waiting for it to turn green obviously and then it turns green so we start moving the car <laughs> good <laughs> which is how it normally yeah. goes at a uh-huh. stoplight when you have a green light <laughs> right <laughs> I don't fucking know where. I don't know how the fuck this happened. A woman <laughs> runs into the front of our car when she's trying to cross the street, but runs into the front of our car and like rolls in the front of it, still standing as we're moving, and we're just like, ah, 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 ah. And she, after, after she's done rolling over it, she, she laughs. She has a drink in her hand. I think she's been drinking. And she just keeps running up the hill. And we were just dumbfounded.
surrounded. We just hit a woman or she hit us. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, we just experienced like a reverse hit and run. She came like a pedestrian to a old hit was and this run. Woman? I don't know. Yeah. This is incriminating, by the way. I'm going to turn this over to the police. It uh-huh. was in Canada and I'm Canadian, so I would be fine. They would have to be in Canada the Canadian jail. police. So, yeah. but I wasn't driving the car, so that's okay. But that was the most bizarre. I, <laughs> out of nowhere. Of course, you know, it turns green. You don't expect someone to to run to come out of nowhere <laughs> into the middle of the street. <laughs> well, and I'm glad that both of your moral, car accident experiences were hilarious. Such a moral conflict though, because she ran away and we're like, <laughs> Well, we are still stopped. Do we run after her yeah, and like, say, Are you okay? Well, if she's running, she should be okay. She wasn't we didn't she didn't we didn't, or she didn't hit us hard. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Canadian, know what the Canadian, context is. Canadian police have been trying to solve this mystery for yes. years. Why uh-huh. this woman died at the top of a hill <laughs> after getting hit by a car? Where did the car Where go? Where did the car go? <laughs> Was the laughter a side effect of being hit in such a strange <laughs> way? <laughs> I don't know. It was just a muscle like reaction. Like she wasn't <laughs> laughing. She, it was just her muscles were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like we, like, we hit, we hit a nerve while she was running across. It was like a really intense tickle. She cried at first, and then it turned into hysterical laughter, and then also a nerve that made her keep running, because mm-hmm. she just kept running over this hill. That was fun. We, we didn't know how to feel the rest of the way home. It was hilarious, but also super concerning. Oh, mixed emotions. I've never had those emo- emotions again in my life. Except during 500 Days of Summer. Except during that, yeah, because yeah, it's your. I mean, I, you're well, laughing and crying. That movie's a that gut movie. punch. No, but that's yeah. a set. Sa- that's like a sad, funny. This is. Uh, um, I could be in trouble, but this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very concerned. Funny. So, what are your favorite things? Uh, we're talking. Yeah, basically, what are you watching right music, now? Music, movies, video TV, games, video, yeah. anything you want. What, uh, oh, what media do you consume? Jackbox TV. Oh, Jackbox Party Pack. No. Way. And Jackbox Party Pack too. Quiplash. Thank you, Anna Sneddon. Thank you, thank you, thank what? you. Anna Bro, uh, no, you, yeah, Sorry, you yeah, missed this, John. We downloaded this. This was the game I downloaded the other we're night. Play oh, right. Okay, left, right on. Uh, yeah. It's a party game, but everyone plays on their cell phone. <clears throat> and then there's like a, the screen has like the game itself, but like your cell phone's like the controller, and you like oh, it's a bunch of different games. It's fun. It's a uh, competitive fun for mm-hmm. numerous amounts of people. So there could be a game for four people or for like there's one for hundred. There, there's one game that's a hundred people uh-huh. <laughs> if you want. But uh, we played Quiplash. Yeah, because you when when uh, Pearl oh, was over. Oh, you played when I left. No, no, no. Well, when Pearl's <laughs> over, it was just me, uh, her, and my other roommate Austin. <clears throat> but. Uh, we, had, we played, like, five people. It was a great time. You were very right. Thank you for uh, making me buy that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Worth it's good, it. It's a good time. It's worth every yeah. penny. And I'm going to buy it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Lenea's here. Oh, Summer Storm is here. She's here, too. She's here, too. No let's do it. My roommate, that I just mentioned, is here. We're going to play Quiplash. No, let's play. I think that went from like I was doing like a Brooklyn thing, and then you were doing. doing it was like just Trump, getting deeper and deeper and for you me. Just so went I went like, there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good act three. I just want you yeah. to know. Any, this any act really you voice like two really, in. really makes yeah. me happy. Oh okay. Yeah. Do you watch? You are you? Do you? Do you? Do you watch Doctor Who? 
Yeah? Yeah? No, but don't tell me anything. Okay, I won't tell you. Okay. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. So. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. Don't tell anybody. <clears throat> Dang it, I want to talk about... Oh, I guess you haven't watched it either, Kevin, no, but I don't think you care. What, the newer season? Peter the new season? I don't, I don't yeah. care about the new season. The new one. It's good. No, shush. Don't okay. tell me. All right, fine. See, this is what's happened. Yeah. I haven't been able to catch up on that because, for one, I put it on the DVR downstairs where my parents are, and they don't like watching stuff that I like watching. So whenever I'm home and they're home, I'm just like, ah, right, why see. didn't I record this in why? my room? I just, I, but... want, I want to use this, this <clears throat> podcast for a moment as a platform. No. This is why I have a podcast. Right. Uh... uh what do you want? It, it, people in power, so people who have like a board of directors of Doctor Who, I'm sure it exists. There's like a council. Right. Uh, kick motherfucking Stephen Moffat off of your I show think he's running podium. Yeah. yeah. Hire me. I <laughs> will write the best damn season of Doctor See, Who. See, this is why I think you should catch up with Peter Capaldi's season, because I think. I like him. Be, I don't like yeah. Stephen Moffat, though. Yeah. Like, I, I, Did you watch season eight? Writing. Went to shit. I hated season yeah. seven. Season seven, so was, seven was, was terrible. Bad. I and thought so season seven was. I, I lost after faith. the pawns left. I was like, okay. Well, even their their leaving was yeah. kind of messy. I hate Matt, Clara. Matt Smith's yeah. leaving was terrible. Well, time of the it doctor. It was the worst episode. Like, time of the, the doctor show. was like, what is happening? Like his uh, regeneration scene was good, but it was like, but then I was like, this. I don't know. It was weird because it was right after Day of the Doctor, mm -hmm. and I think that was just weird timing. <laughs> he, he was my favorite. He's my favorite Doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, no, Matt, like Matt David. No, David Tennant. Okay. David. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about, and I'll stop talking. I've been talking a lot. No, stop uh, talking. I'll say don't about, say anything about David. No, I'm gonna say, no, it is good. I think David Tennant perfectly encapsulates like the Doctor. Like when I think of the Doctor, I think uh -huh. of David Tennant. I think yes. like he is the Doctor. That yeah. was it was perfect. Right. Yeah. What I loved about Matt Smith was that he it was just like a completely it's like a it, yeah it went really right. hard in one direction it's like you have this doctor who's been around for 900 years he's been uh like traumatized by all these events and and david Tennant was like this really emotional character and he like showed his emotions yeah um, david then, is the passionate one exactly or um, matt smith is matt like, smith is the goofy, goofy wants to forget about bad exactly stuff one. and, I loved and it. peter capaldi is the i the better remember one. all this stuff why am <laughs> <Right>. i grumpy <laughs> <laughs> one. And that's great like i liked peter capaldi I, but i watched the first episode with him in it and i just like the writing was bad like i was like peter capaldi's yeah. great i really like him as an actor in general I agree. and then this episode is bad and so i just i couldn't keep watching it season nine has some great nerd out moments in it like they uh no, i'm not gonna spoil anything no don't say no but don't say just stop. don't no just, stop no yeah. stop it okay, okay. Uh, it's just i'm just saying it's good i do have this <laughs> one geek out moments this in it. one like okay. fan yeah. theory in my head sort of thing going on that's freaking me out because what? <laughs> <laughs> My own theory is freaking no, out. About no, it, it is. Okay, okay. So, all right. Where do I start? Oh, boy. <laughs> is it that big uh, well, of a fan theory? Well, like, during the last bit of uh, college, I was watching a lot of just re-watching a lot uh -huh. of things I just have Netflix and I sort of do that in my life anyway when I don't know what show to watch. I just mm -hmm. rewatch some of the faves. Um, so I rewatched uh, Torchwood. Uh-huh. Torchwood is great. I think it's better than Doctor Who. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's it's yeah. Doctor Who um, R rated. Okay, with, and with more consistent. Is that is John Barrowman the main guy? Yes. Yep. Okay, and it's basically like when the Doctor's not there, right? Yep. Yep. In what happens when the Doctor's okay. not there? And it's, awesome. and it's R rated compared to Doctor Who is like uh -huh. PG. Yeah, it's really geared towards kids. Like, and then Torchwood is except for the, except for the Torchwood. getting into oh. the deep shit. It hurts uh -huh. to watch Torchwood. It is a painful show. Really? It oh, is so it is, heavy. It is like oh, you, sit, you haven't 
I haven't seen it. You no. should watch it. You're gonna uh, whoa. <laughs> we should watch it. Yeah, we, we should watch, watch it. Yeah. You're like sitting on the very, very tippy, tippy, tip, 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 tip of your uh -huh. chair, watching. <laughs> tip, 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 tip. Watching what's going on and like thinking, I just especially season three, <sighs> especially season three. Just five, here? five episodes in season three, and I find myself thinking, wait. Wait, no, this is so <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. No, this can't be how this is yeah. happening. This could really happen. I can imagine this oh, like it's... being what people think mm -hmm. when something like this happens. Oh my god. <gasps> Did they just do just is it, a lot is of Is it that the same timeline of, yeah. of Tenet? They it overlap the season first season overlaps with Tenet. <clears throat> they actually have events that like imply that the doctor's there or whatever. Okay. Um, that's not really a spoiler. But right. it, that overlaps but the doctor's never that, actually in it. No. no. Okay. Um, but Jack Harkness is like one of my favorite characters. In He's Doctor great, Who anyways. Yeah. And like, mm -hmm. uh, also Gwen is great. Yes, oh, I well, fucking love Gwen. The, uh, the sexual tension on the show too uh -huh. drives me insane. I love it. I love sexual uh -huh. tension when it's done well. It's done well. The whole that do. whole show is done well. See, I'm so upset. They that mentioned it's Jack over. Harkness in in season nine. <laughs> it's like one. It's like no, gonna back. no, he doesn't come back. It's literally, it's literally like the most like unimportant mention. But, 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 yeah. okay, listen. Okay, okay, fan theory. Fan theory. It, that's right, we, yeah. we got way off track. Fan yeah. theory. Uh -huh. No, we're not off track, because you okay. just mentioned something that brought me back. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> season three of Torchwood. Peter Capaldi is in that. Uh -huh. he oh, has yeah. a very He has a very prominent yeah. role. Uh -huh. And Peter Capaldi, as the doctor, is grumpy and somehow, like, very ashamed of himself in many ways. And... The Peter Capaldi in Torchwood is kind of. Oh. Do you think it's yeah. the Doctor? I think it's. I it actually, could. It could be connected in some way. Well, they, he, they definitely didn't plan it when they cast. No, him originally, of course but not. But they could tie it in. It, later, they could right? tie yeah. it in because he's like, "Why am I cross? Why am I so upset all the time? Because mm -hmm. something horribly, horribly, horrible happens in Torchwood with Peter Capaldi and bleh, it just makes me think of how <laughs> so many things could uh, like just collide but also Peter Capaldi was in the Pompeii episode of oh, Doctor yeah, Who yeah. and they still made him a doctor so Britain only has like 10 they, actors apparently and he reckoned, he's like I, I've seen this face or seen that face before that he has right so has he seen it from Pompeii or has he seen it from Torchwood? You have to watch season nine. <laughs> you just, you're getting dangerously close to predicting what actually happened in season <laughs> no! nine. Yeah. I mean, they mentioned Jack Harkness. Yeah. So it's all No, no that, that doesn't have anything to do I'm with anything. I'm dying, I'm dying. Like, they, the only reason I bring that up is because don't, uh, don't in like other anything. seasons, in like the Smith series, like... Be careful, John. It's like they, they don't... <laughs> I feel like they they like pretended that the, that the other seasons didn't happen. Yeah. Right? There's no well, mention was, of Rose or anything like that. Though. I liked it too, it, it but was like, like... It was like a fresh start. We are at time. We are at time. Or like Stop. super time. We're at like 30 okay. minutes almost. Yeah, we are at super time. Did um, you want to... Anything that you wanted to plug? Oh, uh, what? Plug? Yeah. Like shows, shows or anything? Uh. Actually, by the time this airs, it it might be before our last satellite show. Yeah, I might be done with satellite. If uh, this airs before January 14th. Yeah. January 14th 10th. is Pearl's final show. That's upsetting. Well, me... I also don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I can audition for other things, I suppose, and maybe I'll re-audition. Uh, I am going to audition for something actually tomorrow, right but on. I don't want to say what it is. 
All right. Well, if you get edition. in, if you get in, let me know. Right. I'll put it in the description, okay. and they'll yeah. they'll know if you got in. Yeah. They'll uh, be, that's the... gonna be sad for me to hear this though. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't. Well, get tell it. us to remind us. If you don't get it, tell me and I'll cut it. I'll cut it out. You won't have to listen to it. It's all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Pearl. Kevin, I believe you have a YouTube show. Oh, you better yeah. believe I do. I'm Kevin Hugorf. I've got a YouTube show, youtube.com slash show. You can follow me at Twitter, K underscore Hoog. And I'm John Lee. John Lee tried to shake my hand, but this is a podcast. <laughs> oh, I, you just put it no, out. No, I, I won't like, I pointed at you. <laughs> I pointed at you. Or I won't like, yeah. oh, it wasn't, I wasn't going for a shake. <laughs> You totally misinterpret that. Oh, yeah. Do you have uh, yeah. Do you have any social media pages actually to plug? Yeah. You got I got a Facebook. Facebook. I have Check a, out the Dub Smash. I have it. Yeah, the Dub yeah. Smash is a, fuck you, John yeah. Lee, for getting me addicted to that shit yeah. when I have no one to do it with unless I'm here. Just do it by yourself. That's what I do. It's upsetting. Uh, I think I have a LinkedIn account that I've never used, but I keep getting <laughs> I keep getting Bro emails for LinkedIn. <laughs> Add me. I have nothing on there. Uh, it would be wise for me to put things on there. I think. About my life. Probably. Yeah, for like adult life things, because Facebook isn't for adult <laughs> life. Good plug. All right, John, you got right. anything to plug? Uh, no, follow me on. I think I'm going to plug my Instagram this time. John Lee Comedian. What about tw- What word. about your Twitter, John? Uh, my t- <coughs> I, 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 next time. Next, that'll be the next Stay time. Stay tuned for John Lee's yeah. play about. Oh, wait, no, no, no. no. I, uh, I featured the Green Frog on, Jan- on January 11th. Oh, sweet. Yeah, uh-huh. Hopefully, this airs yeah. before that. I think it, yeah. we can schedule it. Yeah, we have I full have no control. We, we don't do have producers, so... <laughs> Coolness, hit that button, Kev. Oh, I, you better believe hit I it, will. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Thanks again for listening to The Process. If you enjoyed what you heard here, be sure to go to facebook.com slash Kevin and give us a like or soundcloud.com slash theprocesswithjohnandkevin uh, for other episodes. The process is also now on <laughs> iTunes. You know, it is it is it funny is. when I say it this way, yeah, Donnie. But they need to know. They need you need yeah. to know this information. <laughs> it's now on iTunes. Search the process. Go to podcast. It's just fun. Yeah, just find it. And for next week's episode, we have comedian Rebecca Reader. Thanks, guys.